please? Well, I am so excited to uh, be here with Karen Fascio, Women in Cloud co-founder and director of partner marketing for Microsoft. Karen, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Cheryl. Excited to be here. Yeah, it was so nice to see you um, at Women in Cloud, and I'm glad we squeaked in that event, and it was incredibly impactful. So I really want to honor you, not just for all the amazing things you're doing at Microsoft, but also for being a co-founder of Women in Cloud and really granting access to so many women who uh, would normally probably not be able to see this. So you're really um, an inspiration and just really putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Thank you. It's a, it's a big community effort and it's, that's what creates all the energy and uh, love being a part of that. Yeah, so it was neat being, uh, especially it was fun, uh, a little nerve-wracking being a moderator of a panel of such an amazing group. You did a great job on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying everyone was on point and on time. Yes. Okay, so they did incredible. Uh, but so thank you for that opportunity as well. So I would really like to spend a few minutes, if you don't mind, just being kind of really real with you. Of course, we're going to uh, talk about all the mountains that you've climbed and all the amazing things that you've accomplished. But I like to roll back, you know, the clock a little bit. And if you could share a little bit of your story and maybe some, you know, road bumps or sidesteps uh, or setbacks that you ran into along the way. Sure. Um, so I'm, a, I'm definitely a child of the 80s. So uh, my dad happened to be in computers um, pretty early on when the that computers were still fairly young. And so that has always been a part of my life. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, my, my journey really kind of started with my, my deep affection for technology and, and definitely in having that in the home. Um, so that was my very first sort of access point um, in, in my growing up. Um, I had no idea that this was gonna be something that was gonna be in my life forever. It was kind mm -hmm. of a toy at the time. Um, I think for some people who know, uh, who are familiar with sort of the Commodore 64 and the early Atari computer series, you know, that was a, that was in my life. Like um, Pong was it. I don't know if you remember Pong. I'm dating myself. Yeah. But. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Pong, all that. Atari. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, and so, you know, that was formative in one way, but, um, but also I'd say the, the, I guess the, the way, um, I guess girls were treated in when it came to interactive computers was also very, very much felt back then. Um, uh, that was a toy that was mostly for my brother and I got to use it when he was done with it. Um, and, you know, there were user groups that were around at the time. I, I grew up in, D in the DC area, Washington DC area. So there was a lot of access to early internet type capabilities back then just because of proximity. Um, but all of those user groups and those, those communities that were formed at the time were all boys and men predominantly. Um, and so any time, you know, a girl um, would kind of move in and, and, and be in those circles, you were, you were definitely outnumbered and you were, you were absolutely um, not always welcome or welcomed in an appropriate way. <laughs> so, so there's, there was some early formative things around that, that it was, um, it's been, there's been kind of some of those themes that continued throughout, you know, my career and my experience and exposure in tech. Um, but, um, but it was really interesting for me to sort of reflect on that uh, in those early 
early um, interactions I had with, with tech and the tech communities and, and now being a part of Women in Cloud and how we're trying to change that narrative. Um, I mean, and this is like decades later, right? We're still doing this. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so that was some early formative things. And then um, in terms of like career and why, you know, tech was something that I happened to gravitate to and being a part of that community. Um, but also I'd say that some principles from my mom right, generally was like, she always said, like, take the initiative. And, and I know that like, at the time, what she was saying to me was like, could you just take the initiative and do the dishes? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like, do those chores to help me out. Um, but it was a principle that, you know, actually, I found stuck with me over and over again. It's, you know, don't sort of sit there and wait for you know, kind of say, why doesn't somebody take action on that? It's like, um, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you take action on that? And if it's not you personally, you can at least be a catalyst for the conversation or for the, the activating, um, you know, a community or, or people within a community to take action. So those were some, I, I would say, some early formative things that carried with me, um, you know, like throughout, um, just for me personally and definitely in my career. Yeah, and I just wanted to point out too that, you know, especially now that we have kids around us more and more that whether we consider ourselves role models or influencers, we really are. And so when you heard from your mom to just take action, you just got to go for it, take initiative and all that, it's not, it may have been to help with the chores and the dishes and all of that, but what stayed with you, it's kind of a global comment. So ears and eyes, you know, are listening and watching. And I think uh, as we parents, especially more that we're around our kids, especially um, moms, because we tend to be around them more, a lot of these messages that we might not think are important, they really are. And they'll kind of stay with kids and colleagues, you know, going yeah. forward. So thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think my mom had any idea how much yeah. that was sort of deeply ingrained in me. <laughs> Yeah, well, it goes back, you know, to my story, too, where my dad said, you know, after I actually got asked to leave a small private school in the Bay Area that I was at, my dad said, you know, put, if you put your mind to it, you can achieve anything. And I, I really believe that. I still believe it, but now I just have the science to back it up so I know that he was telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Um, but so, and also, so, I mean, in the past couple of decades that you've been at Microsoft and you've really um, climbed and inspired and done a lot of incredible things there, you know, along the way, if you were to take a look back and maybe to mentor your younger self, what advice would you give her and also give maybe other female emerging leaders in tech? Yeah. Um... You know, it's something that, uh, you know, it's taken me a little while to, to get, get to the heart of. Um, you know, how many times do you run into a situation where you're just stuck, right? Or you've got a conflict point and there's, for whatever reason, you can't break through, right? But what, what, what I've been, you know, sort of formulating a, a model around now lately over the last, I'd say, two years is this principle around um, bigger circle. And the idea behind it that seems to be working um, for me is that when you're running into those situations, that it, it, this is an opportunity to zoom out and, and to look at not only your problem statement, but who's involved in the problem. <laughs> and maybe the, maybe the problem isn't defined right. Like maybe the, maybe there's a bigger, 
a bigger surface area around it that you really should be tackling instead of this this one finite point. Um, maybe there's a bigger circle of people that should be brought around this problem, like surround the problem with 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 solutions, with with different ways of of, of um, engaging with it than the thing that you're the one point that you're trying to get across, mm -hmm. trying to to work through. Um, and and that to me has been a big principle around community building. Like there, there is, there's something around the power of being able to surround the problem with, with way more energy, um, effort, uh, diversity in thinking that, that can actually either reduce the problem mm -hmm. to a point where it doesn't even matter anymore, or surrounds it to a point where the, 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 the group, the, the effort can actually attack the problem and, and kind of move it, move it along. <laughs> Yeah, and if can I ask you a question and uh, like ask you to give like a really very transparent answer? Sure. Do, do you think? And a lot of I don't know if people listening they may or may not like the answer, um, but I think it's important to shine a light on it. Do you think that sometimes women either they take the rap too much themselves? They might take it too personally. They might have a little resistance to doing what you just said. Um, or also as well as either and or overthinking something. So rather than creating some distance and stepping back and saying, what is my responsibility? What is a more global perspective? What is everyone else, you know, and asking themselves is what I'm thinking, is it known to be true? Or do they get up in their head and just take on too much of that themselves without being able to do what you're just talking about? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Everything you said resonates. I mean, decades of thinking that way, right? And so much wasted time. Um, I, I absolutely, and and I think what happens is we get into this place of of. Um, I think it's too simplified to say we sort of take the burden and the blame. I think um, I certainly there's a part of that, but I think we we also try to put it into this into this frame of my own personal self-development like this is stuff i have to work on and um to the extent that that's true sure but it's not the only right it's there are so many other i would say um opportunities around the systems that are operating around you <laughs> to mm -hmm. also be very curious about again that's that bigger circle thinking right we got to this point because of what like getting very curious about the path that created the situation in the first place. And when you really, and I love that, you know, generally speaking, I think most women feel a high sense of accountability for themselves and for the situations that they find themselves in, but to a fault at times, because there's so much more that contributed to that than just you. Mm -hmm. And, and I think allowing yourself to have the grace of okay, that didn't work. It doesn't, it's not a reflection on me personally. It's a reflection of this moment in time based on the information I had. Um, and, and to get curious about that, it's like, did, did I do something to prevent myself to having access to more information? Did, was there something else in the system of what I was operating in that, that I was excluded from having access to so I could make more informed decisions? Right? There's, mm -hmm. there's so much more to explore there. And I think, I think because we sort of have a natural tendency to be very curious about ourselves, like we can actually use that same skill to be curious about everything else. Yeah, and I like, I love the way that you put it because um, it just shine a light that what I'm talking about, it's not a negative thing. It's that women care so much and, you know, are so responsible, but it is sometimes too 
a fault. So if you were to synthesize that down and give maybe one little nugget or one little thing, you know, that we can start working on when it comes, because I think this is really important. I think there's sometimes some hesit, either some hesitation for um, raising our hand or bringing up new ideas or um, for, you know, a fear of making a mistake or failure or what have you. So is there one tip or one way you can synthesize this and either give a perspective or how we can start supporting each other or how to start making this better? Yeah, and I think it's, um, it's what you allow yourself to self-model. Um, you know, that, that you're, not only are you sort of asking these questions of yourselves, but you're helping others to ask the question of it generally um, and opening up the space for that. So, um, you know, a lot of times I, I hear people positioning, positioning their statements with all of these caveats, right, of, well, you know, I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, I, if I could, I'd like to explore, I'd say, uh, you know, like, like, why not position it in a way that says, let's all be curious about this, mm -hmm. right? It's not just me and from a position of, I don't know, it's, let's open up more curiosity about this. I want to hear some more perspectives. I'm sharing mine. Um, does anyone agree? Does anyone disagree? Off, like, welcome the disagreement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that that is a very rich conversation and that's you modeling that. So all those questions you ask yourself, say them out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. Other people okay. to bring their out, inner monologue out. Yeah. So that is something really concrete that I think is so important. And then also in that we were talking about earlier before we had all speaking of technology issues. So thank you for your persistence. Um, but also talking about this be heard, you know, model that we're, um, you know, kind of uh, releasing to the world, but it's really owning our shift. And there's a pun intended. Um, but, you know, it's just even if the shift is an idea, just own it and get it out there. So what I'm hearing is what are those questions you have in your head, make it a we conversation and us conversation, rather than a I conversation, really own it. Yeah. The, there's power in the question more than the answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, so thank you for pointing that out and also giving us something tangible that we can work on, especially now, because I think those ideas and those initiatives are more important now more than ever. Yeah. I, I, just, just one other thing I'd, I'd say is, you know, the, another principle I have is that it's through conversations that we calibrate, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's because we are speaking out and sharing a point of view that we can calibrate understanding. And, and, you know, when you really extrapolate it out, you're calibrating community, you're calibrating, you know, society that these are the things that have to come out and be talked through. And, and you do that through having engaging conversations, which it stems from great questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think too, this, and people listening might think that this is only true for maybe emerging leaders or people that are just starting out managing, but no, there's a next level for all of us and we all have bigger and bigger ideas. So I think this rings true from everyone from the mailroom to the boardroom because you never know, first of all, where these big ideas are going to be coming from. And like I said, there's always a next level for all of us. So thank you for bringing that up and don't think that it's just for a certain level or a certain level of experience. I think it, what you're saying rings true for all of us. Yeah. And then of course we have to have the mindset conversation. Um, 
because um, just after working a couple decades with world-class athletes and business professionals, I happen to believe people are either afraid to work with me or they're really excited um, because whenever they throw something out there, I'm like, great, let's go because we are really only limited by what we think is possible and our mindset really um, drives our behavior and especially now depending on what our mindset is it's really going to affect our creativity or productivity and our ability to um, keep moving forward uh, especially amidst, amidst a little bit of chaos and so when it comes to mindset what do you you know what do you think is most important and what has really served you and how what are you exemplifying these days especially now for your team and your family yeah I I I see a lot of value of having a mindset around community. Um, and, you know, it's not just the, your neighborhood or your, your associations that you're a part of that are kind of defined, but it's the community that you build around yourself always. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a team leader. And so I, you know, you could, you could operate from a place of authority and directiveness and all of that, but where I think you unlock the most out of, out of people and especially in a time like now where there's so much unknown is that if you can't trust anything else around you, you can trust the community. You can trust the people around you that, um, that, can, that can help you get through um, some times where you're, you're not gonna have your best day <laughs> and, and also celebrate when you do. Um, so I, I think that that's a, an important thing to lean on. And, and I'm not talking about kumbaya, you know, sort of association. There's value in that for sure. But it's about the, the, the trust and the, um, and the willingness to um, be vulnerable with each other and, um, and also, um, you know, turn to this, you know, trusted group of people to, um, to, to, you know, work through business issues, to work through challenges, to, um, to find better connections for getting work done, to expose people to problem sets that need a bigger, bigger circle of, of influence and, and, um, and connection. So that, that to me seems to be, you know, as an underlying principle of, of everything, especially in times of crisis, to really, to, to explore and unlock if you, if you don't feel like you have that already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that would help you solidify what type of mindset then? Oh, it's to me, it's a, it's a mindset of, of um, resilience, of, of focus, um, of, you know, grace, mm -hmm. um, of, of all these things that really are attributing to, you know, how are you, how are you creating that, um, I guess that trusted engagement, mm -hmm. um, with with people, right? That you are you are re you are looking at all of these issues and all of these things that you know business that you still need to run and priorities you still need to drive and all these things, but it puts it puts like people at the center of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really really important. So maybe to build resilience to make sure you have a solid core community and that you can lean on. And if you don't, it will either build on the one that you have, or if you don't, then um, work on building it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the perfect time to do so. And it, in fact, the people that you have will tell you what they need. Yeah. You just need to open up the conversation for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great, great point. And so I want to bring up a couple things, or at least one really important thing that's going on for Women in Cloud, and that's the Economic Access Pledge. 
and you're in the process of getting a lot of signatures for that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And speaking of community, how can we help? Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, so, you know, Women in Cloud was put together as, a, as an initiative to help women entrepreneurs, um, especially those in tech, to get access to more economic opportunity. And um, what we found as a part of this work is that um, there are lots of gates. <laughs> there are mm -hmm. lots of, of failed access points, particularly for women. And, um, and what this, with this initiative, this pledge is all about is, is basically getting, getting um, people to, to sort of sign up to pledge that they will take part in doing something to help unlock economic opportunity for women in tech. Um, and the, the, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways for people to participate in this. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to drive to uh, more access to um, public sector and enterprise contracts, um, access to uh, um, contract language that, you know, removes bias. Um, you know, there's lots of things that are, again, talking about the systems <laughs> that are, that kind of are working around us that may not be working to our advantage. Um, it's another point of just allowing yourself to zoom out and sort of see the systems surrounding um, women in particular who are who are trying to to drive their own economic success um, and participating in being a part of changing that. Um, so on the Women in Cloud um, website, there is a section there for the pledge. Um, it's a pretty straightforward um, Thing to do just uh, sign up we want to hear your testament around you know what's important to you um, what kinds of things do you think uh, women need to to have that economic access unlocked for them um, and then uh, your name will be among the signatures that we can use as a, a body of work as we continue to advocate for these issues around the world yeah, so it sounds like it's something a lot of times we, um, I don't know if this has happened, but sometimes it gets a little overwhelming of what can we do and maybe if we're not going to be able to spearhead this huge initiative, what can we do? And this is something that's um, relatively simple that could have a really big impact. So is it at the Women in Cloud website or what is that website? Yeah, it's uh, womenincloud.com and, okay. uh, and then the pledge is right there on the homepage. Okay, awesome. So if you haven't already, check that out at womenincloud.com. Um, go ahead, have a look, sign up for their pledge because it really is going to matter. And at the end of the day, it's not just supporting women, but by supporting women, it's really supporting everyone. And that's something that I think people are starting to you know, understand, especially women and some of their, our amazing male allies and everyone out there. So thank you for taking the initiative, for having a huge impact and creating access for, um, for women and for your continued amazing work and how you inspire at Microsoft and Women in Cloud. It's been really an honor to speak with you and I look forward to continuing the conversation about, you know, the synergies that we have and how we can work together. And is there any parting, is there a parting word or bit of advice you like to leave with everyone? You know, um, I'd say that, you know, especially now, like, let's just keep talking, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Let's keep connected. I know that, I know that this, there's a lot of this social distancing thing that, you know, everyone's being sort of you know, put in the middle of, and that doesn't, that doesn't mean being distant 
from each other, right? The, in terms of spirit and and communication and and um, staying connected. So I'd say I'd say like let's let's not let our physical distance um, actually create social distance. Mm -hmm. I think it should have been physical distance, not social distancing. It's such a strange term. Um, but like let's let's do that, right? And and especially now because we're going to need to use. Um, our technologies and we're going to need access to each other to to get through this um, and so you know know that we're all with you in spirit and uh, we definitely um, you know want to make sure that we're we, we continue to to be a thriving community and sort of focused on the important issues even through all of this yeah definitely for sure thank you for bringing that up we are definitely all here with you um, I want to let everyone know I'm doing um, community calls for everyone that is in my subscriber list. So if you want it, and those are obviously free to give everyone some tools to the number one thing that I'm hearing from women over and over um, from everyone in general is just that feeling of not having control. And so there are tips and tools and strategies to kind of take control over what you do have control over and how to help yourself feel grounded um, which is some good tips to share with colleagues and family, but it, it helps us to have that creativity, that productivity at a time where we kind of need to keep making forward progress. So if you are not on my list and you want to take part in those, um, there's also a wealth of free resources on the website as well. It's just at CherylKlein.com. We look forward to, and the first one is today at four o'clock Pacific. Um, so go ahead and check that out. Again, if you have not been to the Women in Cloud website, check that out as well, where you can um, support their initiative for access for women and help with those 2,000 signatures. Thank you again, Karen Fascio. Keep up the amazing work. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you in person sometime soon. Uh, until then, um, keep climbing and keep inspiring, and we'll continue the conversation. Thanks so much, Cheryl. All right, take care. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Bye.